Hey guys, and welcome to a somber note. Um, today we're gonna tell you that we are canceling Gifted. If you listen to our last episode of Gifted, we were hating it. We didn't enjoy it, and I don't want you to listen to us bash a show, especially if you like it. Uh, Ellie, you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, guys, we're sorry. Um, although I don't think we really are, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, and you know, it's not fun for you guys to listen to us hate watch a series, especially if you're, you know, as Jasmine said, listening to it because you like it. Um, if you want to be, you know, if you want to hate on it more, then there's probably forums that you can go to for that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of other shows. We have shows that will definitely replace this in our lineup. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy them just as much, if not more. Well, you will get more episodes. So by default, you'll enjoy it more, right? <laughs> more content, thus more enjoyment. Yes. Um, so thank you guys. If you stuck around and listened to Gifted, we appreciate you. If you want us to do possibly a recap, and hopefully we don't slit our wrist in the middle of it, hmm. we may do that at the end of the season. I don't know. I will not promise you that because I don't know. Um, but again, we have other episodes. We have Charmed. We have Magical Mondays that are coming out. That is the official title now because I'm airing it. Oh, Michelle's <laughs> going to kill you. <laughs> we have um, Geeks of the Machine, uh, Supernatural, Doctor Who, uh, and a lot of other things. And we have enough content for you not to even miss Gifted. So we appreciate your consideration. And if you have any hate mail, don't send it because I'm not going to read it. Thank you, guys. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can tweet me at OP Jasmine. You can tweet the show at Real OP Tweets. You can tweet Adelaide at Real o- You can tweet Adelaide really? at OP Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, thank you. Anything else you want to say, Adelaide? Uh, yeah, why don't you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just met you yesterday. That's why. Hush. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Gifted. The day we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 2, entitled Unmoored. This episode had some stuff going on, I guess. I'm trying to care. I really am. But mostly this episode was empty. Um, So, of course, we have the Underground. We have the Struckers. We have the Hellfire Club. And we have Jace Turner and... Christina, who we will talk about later. Not really Christina. No one cares about Christina. Um, well, let me ask. Adelaide, do you care about Christina? I was just about to say, I don't necessarily care for her, but we can very clearly see Jace doesn't. <laughs> um, but let's jump into major plot points of the episode. So the episode features a flashback where we get to know more about John. And he, before he was, apparently John is the leader. I didn't know this. I don't think Michelle realized this either. Because last episode, we were like, yeah, the leader is Marcos. <laughs> See, I did not pick up on John being the leader. How long has he supposed to be, been, how long has this been happening? The, exactly. Exactly. Was this retconned for this season? I don't understand. Was this supposed to be like I know he was top dog in the in the first season. I just don't think he was, you know, the alpha pooch. He was somewhere near the top, but he wasn't the top one. It, yeah, agreed. I was just like, um, how, when, where was I when this memo was passed out? 
Uh, but we see that before he became the leader of the Atlanta station for the Mutant Underground, he was an underground arena fighter. Basically, he was a street fighter in real life. And he was a mutant fighting humans. and They had sticks and all kinds of weapons. And he played, he was basically a wrestler. He played it up for the crowd, but he wasn't taking the fall. I mean, it was decent money by the look of it. I mean, it's underground street fighting, so it's Fight Club. Of course he's going to get some good money for Fight Club. It's Fight Club with the added bonus of he is indestructible, so he's always going to win. We also have um, the bar scene where he is drinking his pain away, and Evangeline comes in and starts talking to him. When you first saw Evangeline, what were your thoughts? You cut out on me. Yes, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, you cut out. You were, I heard it when you first saw it and it just stopped. Evangeline. Okay. What were your thoughts about her? Uh, she's a lawyer, yeah? Yes. Okay. Um, Even though that is in her past and I didn't get to that outline yet, but sure. What? She <laughs> leads in with it. She's part of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't trust her. That was that was my first instinct was just I did not trust her and also uh and I really like this whole scene okay this show has been getting kind of forgettable to me and I know that at least and I get really critical when shows get ten like over the smallest stupid little things and so this one scene and he he says something about wanting to stay like he's got a fight coming up so he's going to hydrate and he shakes the beer I'm like that is not going to hydrate you and that was the main point of that scene for me like I was like no just, just this is why like you have to write better if you're going to keep me engaged otherwise i'm gonna nitpick well from what i just heard gifted has one more episode before it gets canceled <laughs> at least on our podcasting platform <laughs> uh, we will reevaluate after episode three and decide if we're going to keep going with the gifted series stay tuned to find out more oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm laughing, but yeah, I'm so serious. Oh, man, if there was a face cam, you guys would have seen quite the expression. <laughs> so we have uh, Evangeline, and she comes and starts talking to John, and she's like, hey, the X-Men want you. And John's like, what? Why? And then she goes, I know about your sad life, growing up poor on the reservation, your two tours as a Marine, and then you're kicked out after 7.15. Which, why did the Army kick him out? I would want him. Indestructible. Right. Indestructible. He would be going anywhere. Everywhere, anywhere. He can track. He is indestructible. Yeah. Why are you kicking this guy out? And he's got super strength. He can carry, like, it's just, it bugs me. If anybody should be in the army, it's definitely him. They would want him. They'd be like, I don't care if he's a mutant. He's good at it. They would keep him. Like, of all the, like, he would be a human shield for everybody. Everybody uh, behind John now. And also, not only that, but like his tracking ability would be insane in that area. He, they need that strategically. They would need him. Yeah, so it does not make sense. And um, we also get Evangeline's past, where she's a lawyer. She was dealing with prosecutor history. Blah 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 blah. Her powers manifested, and then she lost everything. Which I don't know how because she can hide her powers easily. Adelaide. I- bias question mark i don't know that 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 bothered me too because if she can hide them so easily it's just somebody finding out 
about it and then outing her. So. I don't know. Um, she explains that John's being chosen because they know what he's capable of, blah, 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 blah. As far as flashbacks go, did you like this flashback? No, because they don't <laughs> lead in when things are flashbacks. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening right now? So, no, I don't like the way they do flashbacks at all. I was okay. Honestly, I was okay with it. I was trying to be like, oh, but it's just like, they kind of do the, the tinged color. So it goes from like ultra color to black and white. Well, they do that. They have a really weird filter. And I noticed it, especially in the latest episode, that they have this really weird like half sepia filter over everything. Everything. And it's been bugging me. <laughs> you don't need it. Why is it bugging you? It's fine. It's just there. It's annoying and distracting. Like once you see it, it doesn't st- it doesn't go away. It's really annoying. Anywho, in present day underground, we have John who walks into the apartment. Uh, I just realized that's why they did that because it was his flashback, and then they had him as the focal point. <laughs> I just realized that as I'm reading back over my notes. Did you catch that or was I just like... <laughs> I did have a moment where throughout that whole episode, I was like, oh, so I, I like I realized that he was the focal point on some level. I knew that. And then midway through the episode or near the end of it, I was like, I'm glad they're focusing on somebody else, but this is not any more entertaining. Uh, uh. Oh, uh, you're right. I'm, <laughs> you're right. And at least it's not the Struckers. But they still are pretty Strucker heavy, if we're being honest. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to get to it in a second. Um, Marcos is like, I never gave up hope that I was going to be with Lorna. I brought the champagne. We're going to be together one day. Yeah. Okay. We all know I have love for Marcos. But at this point, he's whining. And I don't like a whining man. I don't like a whining woman. I don't want you to whine. Stop whining. <laughs> I was about to say, is it just limited to men there? Or, like, can I start whining? Would that be okay? <laughs> I don't know. It just really bothers me. And I know this might feel like a 180 from how I felt about Marcos last week. Or the last time that you heard about this podcast, which was totally last week. But I, it really bothered me that he's just sitting there like, I can't believe I'm not with Lorna, you know, and he brought this huge expensive champagne on their first date and he had to go get it again after she gave birth. One, if she's breastfeeding, she couldn't be drinking that champagne. I was just thinking that. I'm like, wow, dude, come on. You know she's going to be feeding that kid. She just gave birth. And (laughs) assuming she's going to breastfeed, which most people want to do, you're probably like, she can't do that. I know some doctors will say, yeah, you can have a glass of wine. Most people err on the side of caution and it just stay dry. Yeah, and especially because when you say, yeah, you can have that in moderation or sometimes, one or two is okay. They're like, okay, cool. I can have two a day. It's just ridiculous and it bothered me. Did you like that date that he talked about? I don't remember it, so no. Where they got, he brought the champagne. They went on the first date. The champagne cost more than the dinner itself. He was just trying to impress her. I mean, eh, it, it, I don't, I've lost so much interest in these guys. So that's part of the problem. But 
especially Marcos, who's getting. I'm. I think I'm on the same page as you, where he's getting annoying, and I didn't hate him originally, but now I'm getting to the point where it's just like, come on, can we just progress the plot and stop complaining about everything? All, yeah. all of you, all of you. Sounds like Gift is going to be on the chopping block. Find out next week if we stick around. <laughs> um, we also get the Hellfire Club and how he's like, I don't know if my baby's still alive. I don't know anything. I feel so helpless. And then they immediately jump to the Hellfire Club where Reva is giving orders to the Frost Sisters. And she's like, yeah, we're all over social media. Tie up all the loose ends. I was okay with this. We had Esme who was like, maybe like everyone will stay quiet. Her sisters are like, no, she's soft now. No one cares about what she has to say. I I liked this scene. I actually really like the Hellfire Club. I like seeing them interact. I like seeing the uh, I like seeing the inner workings because they're organized and they know what they're doing. And it's something. It's something to watch, unlike the complainy bunch, where all they do is run around, whine about their situation, and not progress forward in their goals. Eh. I'm trying to care. I really am. <laughs> okay, so, side note, and fun fact, I thought that this was going to take an hour to complete, but I am realizing that I don't care enough about these people. And I am just breathing through my outline. <laughs> so that's a good sign then. Right. It's just like. That goes well for its future. <laughs> um, But what I really appreciated was Esme, who was like, I don't know if we need to kill everyone. What were your thoughts when she said that? Um, I appreciate it because her, that seems like some character development for her because we originally see her and her sisters being very eager to, I mean, they're killing them indirectly. They're making them do it, but eh, they're still killing them. And it's still like, I don't know. It's, it's nice character development for her. And I'm wondering if they're setting up for some sort of conflict between her and her and her sisters, which would be super interesting to me, but well, I can answer that. Because we saw it in this episode, which I think you forgot. <laughs> no, no, no. I I was just not going to say anything until you got there. Because I've been Yeah, it's literally the next off. line. I don't care. Okay, like, fine. <laughs> um, fine. I'm sorry. Like, let me stop saying I don't care. I care <laughs> no, immensely. Like, <laughs> that's a lie. Um, just, I always jump ahead. And the one time I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Yeah, this is the one time when it's like, yeah, whatever, who cares? Yeah, you can the rules are out good. of the window. <laughs> uh. Um, So Esme is like, no, I don't want to kill her. Well, Sophie and Phoebe, who I didn't even know their names. They Until have I actually names. started writing this outline, I did not realize they anyone else had names besides Esme. No, I had no idea. Like, I just thought they were just all, like, the Frost sisters. And, like, Esme was the one who, like, I felt very Michelle. Like, because Esme was the one who had the name. The rest were just kind of there. Yeah, I was I was really surprised to hear that they have names. Especially since they have this kind of, like, they're very, yeah, I was going to say hive mind. But also, like, they have this, like, I don't know how else to call it. But it is a hive mind. But it's almost like she's 
she's the real personality. Esme's the real personality. And then you have the other two, since they're not fleshed out and they're very rarely given any like real screen time other than to be flanking, just as flankers on either side of her. Um, it felt more like they were just reflections of her. And that only emphasized the hive mind point and it gives them less identity. And it felt like, I don't know how it's like, they're like extensions of her, which is how weird it was for them to suddenly have names. True. Um, we also find out that Esme, Sophie, and Phoebe, they call Bulk to the airport. Do you remember who Bulk was? Uh, yes. Okay. Who was Bulk? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Pop quiz. Damn it. <laughs> was that the guy that, uh, wait, you probably have it on your outline. I'm a cheat. Um, no, I don't. Ex- it was on the yeah. other part of my outline. It got lost. That got <laughs> lost. Darn it. <laughs> well, I know that there was one that they brought to the airport that, um, well, they brought two Fade, people though. to the airport. They brought, Fade, I think. Yeah, they brought Fade and they brought Bulk. Yeah, Bulk, I'm thinking of Fade. ironically, is a plus-size man huh. who has superhuman strength. Huh. All right. Which, apparently, they're passing out super strength like candy. Yeah, that's everywhere. Why is... <laughs> like, be creative, guys. There are other things in the world. Not everybody's Mr. Incredible. Yes, they are. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we also have... Uh, Faye, who you mentioned. I would fill, but I don't know where you were going with that. I am so annoyed right now. <laughs> everyone hates me, and I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I should fill, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, my uh, Faye was at the airport along with them. It's literally with outline five, of course. <laughs> But that's the one that's on the outline. <laughs> well, the whole idea is on there, but like, uh, Faye kills the guard who they previously had mind control, and this was where we saw the frost sisters, and they were like, "Oh, you're weak, Esme." Blah 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 blah. And then Ed, they were sending the man towards the helicopter, who was stupidly buying a helicopter. Like, I just gave you illegal money to do an illegal deed, and you're like, "Let me blow up this money immediately." On a useless thing that I definitely don't need and will not get caught buying. I was just tired of him and, like, I was glad he died. And Esme, they were like, let's put him to the uh, helicopter. And then Esme has the guy come up with a truck and just runs him over. Were you expecting that? Um, I appreciate, I liked it better than walking into the, the propeller because otherwise I was going to be like, ew, please, no, no, I don't want don't want all that i was bracing for the for the nastiness of that, i was too but... if we're being honest i was just like no no yeah i was like please i don't want to see it do we have to do this and then so i was almost thankful that they ran him over with a truck instead god that sounds horrible to say uh then we have these struckers and andy has oh no i'm like then we have jace who returns home from a hard day of work and He's, like, super distracted. He is just telling his wife, like, you know what? Um, These mutants, they're doing all of this stuff. And his wife is like, enough. I am very tired of the mutant thing. I know you have these files. You were fired from your job. We can build a new family. We can start over. Stop it. I was with his wife. I am, too. At what? this point, 
Come on, man. You were ruining not like I understand you've got this huge vendetta and this it's something you can't move on from and it must have been very hard. I understand that. But also you are now dragging her down with you and you need to stop. Either she's going to leave you or you need to stop. There's no in between here. Yeah, and I was just very much like I am so glad his wife is becoming a more fleshed out character. I was hoping that she was a mutant too. And that their daughter was alive somewhere. And his whole vendetta. That would be so cool. Like that. Exactly. Like her daughter was alive, but her powers manifested and she couldn't bring him home because he worked at Sentinel Services. Yep. That, I would be living if they did that. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. And, you know, it would probably save the show. Just saying. <laughs> well, I feel like we'll be giving up on this show by the time that happens. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Like, I really feel like this... Next episode will be the last one for us. Especially but hey, since we've seen it and we know what happened, so yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. Because mm-hmm. we completely have not seen this epi- the next episode. We're no, doing this no. in time. No worries, guys. That didn't air two weeks ago. <laughs> um, But we get John in another flashback where Evangeline is weaning him off of drugs. Uh, and she chained him to the bed. One, I don't care how kinky you are. If you have those huge chains, I'm asking questions. Yeah, agreed. Like, and I think she was in a hotel. Yeah, so she just carries them in her back pocket. That's weird. That's very, very, very weird. Like, and I get that you could say, you know, hotels are used to people and they're weird things. But, uh, no. Like, and then you're gonna hear the man, like, screaming out in agony. Like, I feel like... They've never been in hotels before. Yeah, people Which will is hear not that. possible. People like, will hear that and people will be concerned. Maybe if you do like creepy seedy motel someplace, then maybe you could get away with that. But still no. But apparently John has a painkiller addiction and he's going through withdrawals. Were you surprised by this? Does he need painkillers? He's indestructible. Well, he no. was taking them because he was he was shell shocked. I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that makes sense. You know, just I just assumed that he would have started them for pain and then just kind of been like, oh, I like this. I like this other effect that they have. Let me continue them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I instantly, I was like, okay, he's taking drugs to relieve, like to get high. Yeah, to get something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. From what we've seen of him now, I didn't feel like it made that much sense. But I guess given the history that they've now applied to him, which I'm not saying is bad one way or the other, um, it does make sense given his history. As we see him now and as we saw him in the first season, I don't think it made a lot of sense. But eh. So Reva and Sage are looking at Andy Train. Um... He is, like, telling people he's exhausted because he's up playing games all night, except that's a lie. And and he actually had a nightmare about his sister and killing her. Which, yay, they're connected telepathically now for some reason. Why are they not twins? They should have been twins. They should have been twins. And I will always agree with you and Michelle when you were like, yeah, they meant to make them twins, but they messed up. And yeah. now they're trying to rectify it. Yeah, they're trying to make him twins. And I think that's probably why they gave him, they bleached his hair so obviously. 
They're like, okay, we, we screwed up. It's time to try to make them look twin-like now. They're actually, they're totally twins. They've always been twins. Anything you believe otherwise was wrong. Um, Was this the, epi- the episode with the mother um, talking about she was not going to give up on her child? No, that-, that was the most recent one. That was episode four. Hmm. I don't know. They, I mean, I don't know what episode that was because I, that was just psychic guessing. Well, okay, she repeats it a lot. Uh, if you mean the, uh, uh, I don't know how else to say it. Never mind. I'll just, I'll just not. Um, we also have <laughs> the episode. I mean. We also have Andy like trying to hone his powers and doing training. Um, I didn't care. I, I, I. Not that I didn't care, but we've seen Andy destroy things before, and I get that she's like, let's see, each is stronger than the last. You can do this, but we've seen it. He took down a whole building. Yeah, we've seen it. We don't care. And especially if you're not going to say what each of these things are, they all look like the same stupid wall to me. With slightly different paint. So I, I don't care. You have to tell me why these walls are important. Well, I she understand. Did. Well, she no, no, it. I understand, like, they're different. These are the walls simulating the building we're going to be breaking into. Here, test your powers. Make sure you can blow all of them up. Um, yeah, why is that important? Why are these, like, most of the ones to me just looked like cinder blocks. So I don't really care. Well, yeah, they look like cinder blocks. But, but she said each one is thicker than the last one. Well, still, other than that, just give us more. Like, what makes it stronger than the last one? Are they just, is it just thicker? Or is it, is it like some sort of special anti-mutant power blocking thing? I don't know. Just tell us. It didn't, yeah, it didn't look thicker. Yeah, they looked the same. Look anything. They looked exactly the same. <laughs> um, <With> different paint. <laughs> but uh, they're monitoring him. He breaks through all of the walls except one. And then Reva tells Faye she has an assignment for him. What did you think the assignment was? I don't know. I was stuck watching him bounce off the wall like a ping pong ball. See, I expected her to have her his family killed. Like I expected her to do send Faye to do an assault on his on his on Andy's family. Well, they didn't know at the time what that was, did they? Like what was no, bothering him? They didn't know what was bothering him, but like I, I for some reason just assumed she was just gonna like kill everybody in the underground. Oh, uh, see, I assumed that there was gonna be something like. I don't know, torture on him or some sort of, there needed to be something motivated, motivating him. I didn't go like abuse, like kill family just yet, but I was thinking like target him first, target family. Once we figure out that that's the weak point. Um, anything else that you want to talk about, about this thing? Nope. All right. So then John, Andy, John, Marcus and Caitlin, who does nothing this episode and we don't care about just so you know, but I had to mention her because she was in this scene. (laughs) <laughs> they go to Evangeline's office. Evangeline basically tells John, you're a leader. You messed up. I don't have time to give you more of my resources so that you can lose. You destroyed everything that I built. I will let, not let you take down the rest of the underground with your failed operation. I was okay with this. From yeah, the outside, too. looking in, this is what she sees as an overseer. Everybody else is fine. You almost took down, you took, you lost a whole slew of mutants that I sent to you. And you want me to give you more? She's not wrong. 
that's absolutely <laughs> what happened. Like, I understand that there are circumstances that led to that happening that were possibly out of his control, especially since the Struckers happened to act on their own accord without anybody, without regards for anybody else. But that's beside the point. Um, so, yeah, I totally understand. Like, he's burned through her resources. Why should she give him more so he can then kill more? Like, that's not... It's not a good thing. It's not even a it's smart thing It's not a realistic expectation. And, yeah. And he... He's been he's broken her trust at this point. Like she can't mm -hmm. she can't believe that he's not going to kill a bunch of mutants in some sort of haphazard battle plan that he's got going on next. Yeah, and she even says that she's like, okay, I see that you have some information. Um, is your friend still alive? Because the inner circle or the Hellfire Club, whatever we're calling them, they kill people for getting information on them. And she's like, the inner circle has Polaris, and they have the descent a descendant of the Von Struckers. There's no way you can go to war with them. And I am not going to help you kill more mutants. And then she kicks everyone out of her office. Good. Still okay. You can go ahead, Adley. No, that was all I had to say on that. Like, still okay. <laughs> still on board with her plan. Like, don't blame her at all. Uh, we also get Reed. Um... I hate it, Reed. I hated them all. They are the worst. The whole Strucker family is the worst. I need caffeine to watch the Strucker family. I'm not even gonna lie. Every time, every time, is her name Caitlin? Because yes, it's yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin. Every time Caitlin and Reed are on the screen, and now even, oh no, Lauren. Yes. Uh, every time they're on the screen, I'm like, I am going to pass out. You guys are so boring. Just. Lauren is nothing but a little emo child that is saying very little things right now. And every line either refers to getting her brother back or hiding the fact that she needs her brother back and how much pain she's in, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. And then Caitlin's just constantly saying, we have to get him back. We have to get him back. Well, Reed is going on and on and on about, you know, maybe we should be considering other things. He's not coming back. Like, shut up, guys. Just get on the same page. I don't care about you. You're going in circles. Um, so Reed goes through his father's paperwork to try to figure out why his powers are coming back. I will reiterate, they should not be coming back. This nope. should not be happening. Nope. I totally agree. Um, then we jump over to Reva, who is like, hey, Andy, you are having bad performance issues. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a thought of a, a Bible commercial. Like, <laughs> he is like 15 <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but she's like you're having poor performance issues um what's going on talk to us let us know and Andy's like no I'm just having a bad day blah 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 so Ree was like here's this sad story about when I had a bad day end of story my best friend was murdered and I couldn't do anything but cry and as she bled out question why did they let you go yeah i was wondering that too because especially if her powers had already manifested and they knew she was a mutant at that time there's no way in hell they would have let her go given the world that they're trying to establish right now no way no way it was crazy i was just that was my initial question and then i was like what did you do afterwards you seem like the type that would have hunted those men down agreed are they still alive? Because I feel like there's half the story missing, and it's the fun half. 
Right. Like, it's no, it's several aspects of this story missing. Why did they let you go? What did you do afterwards? You're rich and famous. Did you just make their life miserable? Like, what? Like, you didn't give me enough details here, Gifted. Sorry, not sorry. Nope. Same. Um, and Andy goes, Yeah, I will never fail you again, Diva. Bleh. Bleh. Uh, Lorna is singing a lullaby for her daughter Dawn, and Andy comes in and he's like, "Lorna, I'm 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 having some issues. I thought I was homesick, but I'm not. Like I'm having nightmares about my sister. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on." And Lorna basically says, "They trust you. Don't fuck this up." See, I appreciate that. That is some common sense that is not so common in this show. You do not like these people are rich. They're powerful. They, they deeply trust you, and they kill people when they when they betray that trust. So don't screw up. Right, and that was the realest moment I've seen in the show. Like, if we're being honest, I was like, "Cool, whatever." Um. So then Andy instantly goes and gets a disposable cell phone and calls his um his sister, but Reed answers the phone. He hangs up, destroys the phone, but of course, Fade is right there looking at him. Thoughts. Dumbass move from a dumbass teenager. Done. I agree, but at the same token, it was just like, I don't know if they would have expected him to completely cut off his family. See, I feel like... Like, realistically. See, I agree with that, but at the same time, I feel like for him to expect not to be followed by them... That is yeah. The okay, worst I will play. give you that. Yes. That like that's the worst play, and that's what I mean by dumbass move by dumbass teenager. He's like, oh, I got away. They're not gonna see me. No, dude, there are mutants with who knows what power following you right now. Fade specifically, we know his, but <laughs> they've got a whole. How many others do they have on their team with similar powers or various other versions of it? Like, do not assume. Do not for one like ever. Do not ever assume for one second that you, you are, are alone. alone. Yeah. <laughs> Never do it. Or that you have secrets because they know. They right, have the telepaths. Frost sisters, right. I was literally like, the Frost Sisters, what are we doing? Like, even yeah, if they, they had know. no one else, they have the Frost Sisters. Yeah, if they don't follow, if they don't send somebody to follow you, they're going to have the Frost Sisters read your mind as you walk in the door. So, nothing is secret. And you got into this mess so by saying, oh no, I agree with their plan. I'm leaving this family. I'm sorry, I don't pity you. Uh, then we have Jace again, and Jace walks in, uh, to the house and starts throwing all his files away, and he looks at Paula with loving eyes and says, I thought for the longest time I'd be letting Grace down, but the truth is, there's no justice in this world for Grace, and that's in the past, and if I don't let this go, I will lose my future. You're my future, and I love you, Paula. And I was like, okay, we're done with Jace. This was a great story. This is an epic ending for him. I was okay with this. I was very hopeful. I wanted this to be true. I wanted it. I was like, wow, finally, you've dedicated your life to this. You have every single career move you've made has led up to avenging your daughter. And I understand that. But also you've lost your job. You're driving your wife away and she's calling you out on it. So maybe you should reconsider. I like this action. And it didn't last very long. Um, Evangeline gives John the information after he comes back in, 
and she's like, Erg, the person you need to see is Erg. He lives in the sewers, blah, 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 blah. Reva is ruthless. Your friends are never coming home. Either she'll kill them or they'll kill you. And I was, I was like, yes, finally, finally something will happen. Adelaide? You cut out on finally there. Finally something will happen. Oh, yes. Yeah, so finally. it's. I don't actually believe something will happen. I just am like, I feel like they're building up this hype a little too much because that's what they do. They build up the hype and then they let us down. And I am so jaded and bitter at this show. Yeah. Well, after next episode, we'll see if we're going to continue. Stay tuned. <laughs> I feel like a bad TV host. No, no, no. Be... It's an average TV host. That's what they always do. <laughs> um, uh, da, 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 da. Did you know about the Morlocks before this, uh, epi- before this episode? Like, are you that big of a fan of the X-Men? Um, not necessarily. I've heard the, it's a reference to the time machine, isn't it? Because that's the one I caught. No, they're a, a group. They're a group. They're actually a group in the comics. Well, no, I know, but that's a reference to the time machine as well. So that's the thing I caught on to. Um, what else do we have? Oh, so Andy does training again, and again he fails. The triplets look at his mind, and they see the problem is Lauren. Again, I don't know what he expected. Why didn't you just do this from the start? You have the triplets. Why not just trot them out and be like okay read his mind he's not doing well something's wrong do it now. <laughs> why did we have to waste the like 20 minutes of the other stuff <laughs> uh um so they're communicating telepathically and reva is pacing back and forth and then reva at some point says girls we speak with our mouths here i was okay with that i giggled i, admit, I appreciate I thought that was cute <laughs> I like I it. Appreci- uh, you're right. I really appreciated the triplets. And they're like, sorry, we just did They felt like her children. They really do. And I think it's it's cute because you can see that they have more than just a working relationship going on. And it brings... it's Okay, they are more family than the Struckers, and that's a problem. But I like them. I mean, that's definitely true. We also um, have Reva trying to decide what she's going to do with Andy. And basically, she says, if he doesn't talk to us, he will he has to be killed. And I was okay with this. I know, right? Like, this is a risk you take. Like, when you go with them. Am I supposed to feel bad? Because you made you chose this path, kid. Why am I supposed to feel bad for you now? Because we kind of all saw this coming. And Esme was like, but he's just a kid. And Reeve was like, I know. But some things have to be done. And I am okay with this. I want more Reba. Just give me a Reba show. Me too. And really, this is the problem I have with shows, especially on like, especially on this network, <coughs> Fox. Um, they have the tendency to write heroes very plainly. And then they have the tendency to write epic villains. And the villains in this show definitely follow that line. They're way more dynamic. They're way more interesting. They're way more dimensional. And all the heroes are really, really, really boring. I don't care about your problems, guys. Especially because all you do is whine about them for three episodes and then fail in your tiny, your pathetic attempt to fix it. 
Agreed. Um, so then we have Andy. She goes to Andy's room. She's like, hey, Andy, what's going on with you? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, nothing. Nothing's going on. And she's like, well, I hope you know you can talk to us. We're family, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, yeah, nothing's really happening. It's okay. And she's like, well, I, w- I just wish you would talk to us. And then she it gets up to leave. And she's about to do her sonic thing. And Andy's like, wait. I was ready for her to kill Andy. I was too. <laughs> I was so ready. I was kind of hoping at least for her to attack him. I was I was prepared for something to happen. And then, of course, it just cuts short with, wait, I'll tell you. I'll tell you everything. I am desperate for love. Tell, I'll tell you. This show is, as, I, as my go-to reference, bad sex. It's very bad sex. Like, they build you up, and then you get nothing. Like, you've just wasted, what, an hour of my life? Yeah, definitely. I'm still stuck on the the whole thing where they're like, okay, so we have to see what's wrong with him. Let's send somebody to tail him while we've got three telepaths sitting in the back doing nothing. Yeah. Why not? Why not use them? You're not afraid to use them every other time. Um, John and Clarice make out and she senses something wrong with him and she's like, hey, what's wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And John's like, nothing's wrong. Blah, blah, blah. So then... She goes to sleep. I don't know if they have sex. Do you remember if they had sex? They don't feel like a couple to me, so I tend to not remember whenever they're together anyway. Hmm. Uh, well, let us know in the comments, because, yeah. Um, anyway, John, like, as she goes to sleep, John is out in a scrapyard, upset in a hoodie, just punching stuff, because he's remembering everyone who's ever died on his watch. I am okay with this! You should remember people who died on your watch. I agree, and he's the only one who is properly showing any signs of grief. He is, and I mean, other than Marcos, but he's stuck on one part of it. Um, right, because these people were your friends. You was with them for so, especially Pulse. Pulse was uh, John's friend. Dreamer was with them. No one cares about these other people who were on your team. I know what gets me is dreamer. Like we don't see him grieve her ever until this point. And he's already, he's already moved on. And now we're finally seeing him grieve. I just, I can't stand that. And we can always say, you know, it's been six months and they're over it, but that six months does not equate. Like, sure. The struggles might be over. They really know dreamer, but even Lauren, like dreamer died for Lauren. So no, she shouldn't be over it. That and, like, they made this huge deal about how Dreamer was with John and they were together. And and it just felt like that was tacked on only for her to die and then not, like, it served no purpose. That, that relationship was pointless in the end. And I, I'm not a fan of the whole killing off a, killing off a, the girlfriend to further the boyfriend's development. I'm not a fan of that at all. But at this point, they've just killed her. Right, because they weren't even a no couple. No one cares. Like, it was a love triangle for a half a second. And then she was like, oh, just love Pilar. I mean, not Pilar's. Um, Blink. Who's Grace? No, uh, Clarice. Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> like... the other name. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really weird to me. Um, anything else that you want to talk about about this? 
No, because then I could go on for another hour, so let's not. Um, then we're about to wrap it up, so let's try to get this done in four minutes. Ready? Go. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, Lauren and Reed are on their way back to the clinic. They don't talk to each other. She's upset. The John, I just mentioned John in Scrapyard, uh, Reed melts some stuff with his new power. Um, Andy is thriving in his training and he's working quickly and everything is fine. Uh, on the rooftop, Marcos has a bottle of champagne. He shines a light into the sky because Lorna was like, the, what's the first thing you did for fun when your powers manifested? Oh, I shined a light, blah, blah, blah. So he shines a light. And one, he broke this stupid expensive bottle of champagne. Like, because he was drinking it and then, like, it was still champagne in there. Yeah, that was a lot of money you just wasted there. Right. Um, he shines a green light into the sky and laughs. Lorna, like, looks at it and is like, oh, look, Dawn, this is your daddy, blah, blah, blah. He's saying hi, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she realizes that Dawn is sick. Thoughts? Okay. <laughs> I have the tendency, I know I have the tendency to not go where you want me to. Whenever I, whenever you're like, tell me your thoughts on this episode. But I swear to God, the only thing I thought of this episode was, wow, they ripped that straight from Balto. Really? I've never seen it. What? what? Yeah, they ripped that from Balto. The whole, like, using the glass to mimic the northern lights by reflecting light through it, that was right out of Balto. (laughs) (laughs) Well, X-Men is part of Disney now, so you can't steal from yourself. I don't think Balto was Disney. Really? No, I don't think it was. Let us know in the comments. Um, Anything else that you want to say about this episode? Uh, yeah, the whole look at your daddy saying hi was dumb. I was mad. I didn't like that either, because you specifically kept her away from her father. Yeah, how dare you be like, oh, look at your daddy saying hi. Like, you don't get those cute moments. No, you can't have that. (laughs) Right. Uh, I was fine with Marcus, um, Marcos. I liked him. I enjoy him. I think he's interesting. I thought the whole scene was stupid and worthless and didn't add anything to his storyline or Lorna's. I think he's Balto now, so I'm just gonna (laughs) stay on that. Um, but that's about it for this episode. Any last words you want to give? Uh, yeah, this new Balto episode's looking great. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for <laughs> listening to another episode of Gifted Edition. Uh, Gifted Edition, I am your host, Jasmine. Co-hosting today, we had Adelaide. Thank you, Adelaide. Thank you guys for listening. We have other shows that are coming out. Charmed, Gifted, Doctor Who. We have at least one more episode of Gifted. Stay tuned if we come back. Uh, Black Lightning and Supernatural. Thanks, you guys. Bye. Oh, wait. Wait. You can tweet me at (laughs) OP Jasmine. You can tweet me at OP underscore Addie. You can tweet the show at Real OP Tweets. Follow us on Instagram, Real OP Graham, and Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Um, You can check out the site at overpowerentertainment.com. Link should be in the description. Am I forgetting anything, Adelaide? I don't think so. All right. Bye. Bye.